Station. Take 47 here of the Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast. Joined by my usual suspects. Peter, how are you, mate? I'm very good, Chris. Good to That's be here and giving it a crack for another time. Yeah, look, 75th time for the evening, but we'll, we'll go with that. And I uh, don't know about you, but I'm feeling guest 22. How are you today, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Like two little ducks. Did you get my Taylor Swift joke there? Or? Yeah, it was all right. Oh, is that it? Two little ducks, quack, effing quack. And then uh, joined by our guest again here, Dino. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks for having me back. Oh, look, we almost punished you. <laughs> no, don't blame you. <laughs> but uh, look, he means from the he means from the league, then. Oh, crazy! Yeah, there was, there was <laughs> all arguments about quickly. who was going to take whose picks, and look, it got it got a bit nasty there. But we uh, ended up with me getting all the picks. Uh, someone's eating their microphone currently, so that's always good fun. Sorry. And uh, so yeah, back for for part two of this um, just absolutely marvelous rookie mock draft we're doing. Um, so yeah, we're going to power through rounds three and four this evening, um, and then move on to bigger and better things. Well, not better, but all bigger. Actually, it's a pretty big episode. Uh, but other things uh, later on in the in the program. But uh, we're going to start off. Uh, Poida, you've been teasing us. Oh yeah, I got a bit of a today. bit of some league trivia for you. You haven't actually um, heard these yet, Dino. So you're in the dark, uh, just as um, much as us. Here, so. so start this off with. Uh, it's it's based on in the history of the league. How many? Trades have taken place. Oh, crikey. Righto. So I'm going to put... Do you want to? me to give you an over and under and you can pick over and under or you can set your own? Yeah, no, we'll go... We'll go. You you pick the, the line. All right. And we'll over under. Okay. 85. Oh, for the whole entire league. Whole league. In the three years it's been young. Over. Yeah, crikey. I'm going to say under. Under. Oh look, it was, it's actually eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> I, I did almost say that. <laughs> I thought at the end you was going to pick it and be like, oh, "I'm going to go." What did he say? <laughs> what a dropkick! Because it made sense to be like an over random line as well, but I yeah, thought, yeah, "Oh, yeah. might get him." Yeah, eighty five. In how many how many years have we been doing this league? Three years. It's a bit poor, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, that's all right. That's, yeah. that's we can't all have yeah, three trades per hour. So oh yeah, yeah. Mate, it's ridiculous. All right, now do you want to know who's made the least or most like? Well, per I think person? it's least is probably obvious. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you the number of trades, and we can work our way back. So and eighty-five. You, okay. You can guess. You can guess who's made the trade. So the the last person's made four trades. That's Max. Max. The max. second last person's made eight trades. Straz. That's incorrect. Paul. Paul. It's Paul. It's Paul. Yeah, it's Paul. Ooh, yeah. yeah, okay. Mm. The, th- Paul, yeah. the third last person's made 12 trades. That sounds like a Dino number. Dino. It's Dino. Ooh, the next, fuck, I'm ne- in form here. Next person's made 13 trades. Timmy. Nah, Timmy's made a few, actually. Magoo. Take that back immediately. Yeah, Magoo would sound about right. A Dino, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Straz. All right, it's Tim. Oh yeah. shit! I thought Timmy was well up there. Timmy the next too. person's made fifteen trades. I'll put my uh, No, I'll put myself in there. Dean. Yeah, Moz. All right, it's Magoo. Oh yes. shit! Okay, Where's you've taken US? over yours. Yeah, the I'm next person's made seventeen trades. Moz. Ewers. Dean. Moz. It's Ewers. Oh yeah, I'm back. <laughs> in fourth place with twenty-one trades is. Poiter. Ewers? Poiter. Dean? Ewers. That's Straz. Ooh, okay. All right. Wow. Far now out. we got top three. Now, 25, right. tra- 25 trades is? That'd be surely Dane. me. The others? Who's left? Dean? Moz. Pete. Ewers? I'm going to wrap this up. It's it's yeah. me, then Moz Pete, and then Peter. Greg. Yeah. Three, two, one. Me, Moz, then Pete, Greg, Greg, then Pete. Ooh, Pete's the top, are you reckon? Yep. Yeah, I agree with Ewers. Yeah, you could be right, actually. Okay, go on. It's Moz with 25, Greg 26, me 31. 31? Mate, you got a problem. Smashing yeah, I got one more. All right. It's like Bathurst, I've had 1,000 trades. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. 31, eh? It's interesting. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's all interesting. Oh, yeah, it is. We've all yeah, had Max, a... What, what I'm getting from this is Max, mate. 
<laughs> you're twice as worse as the next person in front of you in yeah. terms of the amount of trades made. <sighs> Look, what do you do? We'll get there. Well, if they're correct, Craig, he's, he's having a good go. Yeah. He's got him a last place and a fifth place. Dino had uh, had Straz very low, but I think he... um. Underestimated how many trades Straz has made the last, and then even the start of the yeah, second that's year. True. Yeah, uh, he he had made a lot of moves. So I knew Greg yeah, was about. I thought I would have been a little bit lower than I was. Um, no, he made a lot of moves. There's a few sneaky little ones recently as well, which kind of helps. Yeah. yeah, I think if you did it in like two sections, it'd be quite different. Sort of the first eighteen months versus the last eighteen months, but who knows. Sorry, like I just had a sneezing fit. All right, we're moving? Yeah, keep going. Yep. Oh, no, that's Next. my stuff done. I've just... Oh, I thought you were saying we're moving for... Uh, as in, you've got a third question, hence round three. But... Oh, no, I don't have right. nothing. I, I uh, can Uris, do... did you have something you wanted to bring up? Uh, we'll do, we'll do the mock draft the and we'll sneak it in at the end. All right, if, right um, so it's more of a yeah. mailbag. Yep. All right, cool. All right, so let's, let's get this cracking. So I'm just going to quickly run through the order again. Um, just to make sure that everyone playing at home knows exactly what we're talking about. So um, oh. I'm picking first. Ben, is, oh, I've done it again. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> you as a second. Dino's third. Apoida is picking fourth. It went uh, Clyde Abitalaire, Jordan Taylor, Caremakers, Jack A. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Keyshawn Vaughan, and T. Higgins to close out the first round. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Denzel Mims, LaVisca Chenault Jr., Joe Burrow, Zach Moss, Tua Tagovailoa, AJ Dillon, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Darrington Evans, Van Jefferson, and DJ Dallas closing out the second round. So, moving into the third, C Mozzarella Sticks has got the pick. Uh, I hinted a little bit this before. Going to look, thinking team needs in most of these. Uh, you will obviously need to think team needs in these situations and all of these picks you probably pick based on team needs but if you have the 101 you're going to assume your team is pretty crappy um, and you probably need to take a few you know high upside plays so I'm actually going to take uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers backup running back Anthony McFarland Jr. here um, wouldn't be surprised if uh, Mr. Connor goes down with another injury and I think McFarland has a pretty pretty good chance to come in and, and take the job there if, if that does happen um, and I'm sure um, they've seen that you know his durability isn't super that's Connor his durability isn't super so maybe they'll put him in a bit of a timeshare with McFarlane there in that backfield um, I don't know if they love what what else was there this year uh, but I think he's he's worth a crack here in the oh, shut up Siri uh, the the 3-1 I think he's worth a crack in in terms of what's left here for the running backs so that's more, that's where I'm going here so anyone want to argue Nah, no, I think this good. is like <laughs> that's good analysis. No, nah, I think I think you've got it right. Like you're picking a guy who isn't gonna needs a little bit of a um, bit of know, something to come in front of him. But... Yeah, to clear his path. But at that point, now you've got to take the guy that had if something happens could be the best. So exactly, yeah. And that's kind of yeah. You want to target your high upside guys. Yeah, sort of it's kind of what's happened with fourth rounds. Darrington Evans at two ten. He's kind of like a high upside guy if, if someone goes down. So. Fall along those tracks, and by the looks of what's left at the running back position, there's really not that many players left that you can really say that that will be the guy if one goes down. And uh, McFarlane's in a Pittsburgh offense that likes to use a, a kind of a workhorse-ish running back. Um, we've seen that over the last kind of five, ten years. Um, so, you know, I want a piece of that. And, yeah, if I was sitting here 3-1, um, my team's pretty crap, because obviously, because I've got the 101, uh, I'd be taking shots at guys like this. So that's my thought here. You was anything to say there, or...? No, I was going to say this is. Oh, we'll move into my pick because it kind of makes the same similar point. And um, yep. I think at this point in the draft, your wide receivers are sort of starting to turn into guys that you got to wait and see on. So you may as well get the running back that at least you got to wait and see on, but maybe you find out right away. So yep. I'm going to take uh, Kelly here. Yep. Uh, it was a tough choice between I'm walking away. him and uh, Gibson, but. I just think he's probably got a little bit more upside on a better team right away to get a really big role, sort of like if Eckler goes down, um, you know, he's going to have a heap of value in the trade market and things like that, whereas Gibson's maybe 
going to be valuable a bit earlier and could easily earn himself a chunk, but it's probably going to be a, a split roll type thing. So he's probably never going to get quite the height of the value that he could have, Kelly could have. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Um, and, you know, the the situation in that backfield now with Melvin Gordon gone, you know, it does leave a lot of carries um, up for grabs. Um, Eckler's obviously going to be a kind of a high contributor into that. But behind that, it's kind of a, a race between, what, uh, Kelly and Jackson. Justin Jackson. Jackson. So I don't think it'll take too much to beat Justin Jackson. Now, by the sounds of it, they, they still seem to like him. But um, we'll just see what happens with Kelly. But... Yeah, look, it's as you said, shoot for the upside and hope it hits. You feel? You, you won't have to wait too long. Yours is right. That's a good thing mm. to look at it in terms of um, risk versus... Like, some of these guys you have to hold for ages and they could be nothing and you've wasted a roster spot. Here you take the shot at if the guy turns out to be something, you get something back. If not, you know, you know you're not having to worry about cutting someone else on your team to fit him into your lineup, into your roster, sorry. All right. Dino, 3-3. Three, three. How about it? I'm going to go with the third wide receiver out of Denver, KJ Hamler. I just like him as the good third complement piece um, to that wide receiver core. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's quite productive in college out of, I can't for the life of me think of which college he was out of, but um, I remember looking at his stats and and he's he's quite productive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good one, (laughs) Moss. Penn State. Um, yeah, Penn State sounds right. Any um, any fear then that he's just a, a workout warrior like the rest of Penn State seem to be? I mean, they've they've also turned out to be good, sake one. But um, yeah, he's he's awesome. maybe all athletic traits. Um, but yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, you look like in your third round, you're trying to target guys with the highest upside, um, and. If I think I think the Denver offense is going to be quite efficient um, this year, um, and he produced well in college, so I mean that's what I'm looking at. So mm-hmm. I kind of little... like the shot there. I don't think it's a bad call. Um, you know, he'll have some big games. What I'm hearing from all of all of the uh, the analysis um, over the last sort of three months is that if you have Drew Lock, uh, you're a pretty happy man. Hmm. Pointer, your team, Kaja Hammer. Happy with that pick for Dino there, or? No, it's not. Yeah, it's probably in the range you're going to be taking him. Um, I think he's probably going to be someone that might find some time having a, I don't know, earn a spot as opposed to be given a spot. He's definitely not going to be. I think whereas Judy's going to find time on the field pretty quickly, and going to have to beat out. Uh, Hamlet, yeah, they're going to have to put. They've drafted another tight end. Um, they're probably going to keep Fant in there as well, and they've got. Other receivers that are no, they're no slouches. They're not um, like Hamilton and Tim Patrick are both still in the team. They'll probably be pushing for there. as well. Um, and perhaps like you know, he's gonna next year. He probably would have a better shot at the team. You might see him potentially come on late in the season if he can get on the field and you know do some damage. But I think he had a bit of a um, what do you call it? A drop problem coming out of college. Well, that was a knock on him. So, normally players with a bit of, you know... I th- I would say drop comes down to, like, a trust issue. So, like, rookies with that can't be trusted don't seem to see, find the field a lot until they've earned that trust. All right, well, you can keep talking. And, All right. Uh, yeah, make a pick. So, I'm going to take the stab at uh, Gibson here. Mm-hmm. Go and get myself a... Uh, what is he? A wide receiver slash running back? Yep. And... Everyone loves a bit of upside from the pass catcher, and I think um, they're like, they did sign J.D. McKissick, but that was pre-draft, and I think we might find that that's the role they want Gibson to be in the team. Um, if you draft a player like this, I think you must have a plan. You don't. You can draft any wide receiver and um, think they could fit into a scheme or come later, but if you draft like one of these players, it's a bit of a, a hybrid or combination. You're going you're gonna to find a way to use them, I think, um, so he's probably in a Ron Riviera led team, you know, have that they've been well they've done well using the pass catching running back, so I'm sure that we might find potentially that if he can earn his way through and it it's a lot of um advantages in his favour that he's behind like an aging running 
like a very aging running back in Adrian <laughs> Peterson and a very injury prone running back in um you know Darius Guy. So he's got not a lot block like he's got a lot of uh high chance of stuff to open up for him in front. So at this point I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, my only concern is that there's seven running backs in that backfield at the moment that it could all be semi-handy. Um, you know, you still hear things about Bryce Love. Um, you've got Peyton Barber there now as well. Um, as you said, J.D. McKissick is obviously a pretty good pass catcher. But then, yeah, the um, the threat of injury to, to you know, a 452-year-old Adrian Peterson and uh, a 17th knee, uh, Darius Geis, sorry to him. Um, you know, it feels bad making a joke about it. But as fantasy guys, we kind of need to... to put these injury prone tags on I guess but um yeah like, could you do your ACL in your third leg <laughs> <laughs> what would that ACL stand for <laughs> yeah, I don't know adjacent like, cock lunges or <laughs> like, I don't know aching yeah look we could we could go a while trying to get to you but uh, look for a second right. I thought you held that Moz and then you broke <laughs> Moss a good third leg yeah. joke. Oh, I love it. I love a good, I love a good dick joke. Yeah, you, you nearly kept it moving. <laughs> didn't let it derail. And then you're like, let it... Oh, you know what? It was amusing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to laugh. I'm going to spend some time on it. <laughs> good times. Um, so now you're up. Yeah, I am. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, just that quick reminder. Um, look, a few options here. This is where you just kind of take take some shots. Um, and my shot here is going to be on... Yeah, come on, Nah, I'm a bit off it. Yep. A bit off it. Um, a shot on a, an improving pass offense. I think some teams will start to figure the, this, the, the Ravens out. Damn and, it. Uh, I'm going to take Devin Duvernay here. Uh, yeah, that's pass what I volume has to go up. I apologize. Uh, pass volume needs to go up. I think, you know, the rushing, rushing volume is definitely there still. But I think if this team wants to move forward as, as a passer, then... Uh, sorry, as a as a team, then they need to obviously work on the pass a bit. So, you know, they can't. I don't think they're going to be able to win the games or you know at least uh, playoff games as well um, off the back of Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson just running the ball. So I think you know if he takes a step forward as a passer, then there needs to be another option outside of of Hollywood. And I think Devin Duvernay is a sneaky option there, uh, high upside kind of guy as well um, with a team that can score a lot of points. So. I think he's probably what they've been looking for with um, these vets they've been signing is is more of a slot guy who's going to take those short to intermediate routes rather than sort of your big play strike guys like um, Marquise Brown and even Mark Andrews, to be honest. Mark Andrews caught so many downfield targets last year. Every time you look up, he'd be catching like a 20-yard pass or something. So I think, um, yeah, just giving him a, a, a bit of a a reliable guy who can just run those short routes and catch some passes and just move the chains in a different way will be good for them. They've still got Mr. Irrelevant Miles Boykin there. Um, He was uh, the last pick of the rookie draft last year. That's why I've given him that nickname. Um, But in saying that, he didn't show anything um, really explosive in his first year, whether he takes that second year step. um, It's yet to be seen, obviously. But um, yeah, look, he didn't have too many targets or catches um, coming out of 2019, so whether they are kind of looking as as though this is now their option, and Miles Boykin kind of goes as that third receiver, um, that could be the the go. But yeah, I like the like the kind of slot receiver guy here. So I'm going to take a shot at him at the three five at a very high powered offense. So we'll, we'll go with that for now. Crikey, anything to say there, Pete Dean? Something? I will keep rolling. Yeah, no, pretty well, pretty well covered by. Alrighty, so, viewers, 3-6, you're on. <sighs> he only had 13 receptions last year, Miles Boykin. Crikey, that's low. Yeah, he's a pretty he, different he player, too. Yeah, I know, I'm just, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's a surprise. He came Three on, he's, he improved he at the end of the season. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. I think he wasn't, he wasn't getting a lot of game time um, early, but he was on the field a bit. Like, you know, they put a wide receiver on, and I think it was all, like, Smoke, uh, smoke and daggers, or whatever it's called. Smoke and Still, yeah, it's one. Um, yeah, four receptions in the first eight games, and then nine. Yeah, making them, the making teams think, games. what are they doing? Yeah, could be. So he came up, he came up good coming into the playoffs, I think. Yeah. So yeah. All right, you, you're on. Yeah, this is a bit of a. I think this is we where the draft sort of starts to drop off, and your your players are uh, 
a bit bit less sure thing, but I don't really particularly like this guy that much. Um, but I've heard a lot of people taking him, and Brian Edwards. Um, the Twitter darling. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of torn between him and someone else. Um, I think. I, no, I think I will go with you know Benjamin actually. Um, I think the running back's just the higher value position here. So. Am I locking it in? Yeah, locking Nino Benjamin. Um, kind of with Drake just on a transition tag. Obviously they still have um Edmonds, but um, maybe he impresses and he's what they're looking for and he's he's a good fit for their offense. And again, you you can find out fairly quickly, hopefully, whether um he's going to have a role or not. Um, I do expect him probably to be third in the backfield to start up with. But, um, yeah, any injury or any opportunity he gets, if he grabs it, I think um, will be a huge arrow up on his future stock price. Yeah, look, Cardinals fan here. So been been looking into their, their draft a little bit. Um, they're pretty pretty stoked with where he fell, to be honest. Um, they thought he might have gone a little bit earlier. There was a bit of hype about him at kind of the start of last year. Um, and then kind of fell away a bit with a bit of, uh, I don't know, a couple of pretty ordinary games. But, um, yeah, pretty high on him. Um, they do they do think he's a good fit. Um, pretty Jason, high on him in, in the seventh round. Yeah, look, as in for a seventh round pick, they're yeah. pretty happy with him. Um, but in saying that, Chase Edmonds, I think, last year showed that he sort of fits the system as well. Um, that game against the Giants kind of stands out with the three touchdowns and all that kind of stuff as well. So he's going to have to work hard to, to kind of push this guy. Um, yeah, my only knock is that there's probably... He's only a seventh-round pick, so if he does nothing, then they can just kind of cast him aside and try again next year. I think I agree with you there, Moz, that the draft capital they've put on him here is the biggest concern. Mm. Um, he was like... Slated to be a top 100 player selected in the draft and to fall the way to the seventh round is, you know, a long way to fall for 32 teams all to let you slide that far. And I mean, if you, you think like even a pick in the fifth or the sixth round, if a team really wanted you and wanted that position they would have taken there. I think the Cardinals just, um, you know, with the seventh round pick are probably happy to take that... Um, the risk or the chance and just give it a like what are you going to take a, if no one else wants to crack on him we'll give him a crack and if he doesn't work out oh, no biggie um, homegrown guy as well which kind of helped their decision they kind of like there might be know, there might be something him, so. yeah teams that um, these rookies that fall a lot and I mean they often go undrafted or stuff like that that are in a hometown area those teams that pick them up normally get to see a little bit more whereas other teams like don't go out They've never scouted that guy properly, or they haven't done anything right. So there's a bit of an advantage there for him being. But he he should be sort of a he's a big enough player that he would have been scouted a fair bit, I would say. Yeah. Um. But that's I guess yeah. that would be the concern that everyone else put like let it fall. Yeah, I guess it's just he was kind of high coming into the season, didn't really have a good season in his final year, and and it cost him a bit. But um, for me, it's just just about running back versus wide receiver. I feel like at wide receiver, you're probably waiting for most of these guys anyway. So I'll just take the running back and hope that these kind of wide receivers end up cut before they start doing anything anyway. That's that's kind of my attitude there. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right, I actually don't remember who we're on to. Dino, you're up at the 3-7. Shoot. 3-7. Um... I'm going to take a stab on the Twitter dialing and take Brian Edwards. Um, there's a lot of raps on him online if you from the analytics crowd. Um, but the situation he's gone into isn't great, so it'll be interesting to see how that sort of pans out. But um, he's got the draft capital there, day two, um, which is decent enough, so might take him a year to sort of break in and sort of start producing, but um, sort of a high upside guy late in the third I don't mind the pick there I think that's probably where he's probably decent value I don't think I'd go any higher than that for him anyone want to break this one down questions concerns queries no I think I like um, 
where he's fallen. Um, it's a probably a suitable offense for a player that, uh, I mean, he's probably not going into it, you know, the flashiest name, but he's fallen into a team that needs a receiver, um, especially depth, and they're sort of revamping that receiver room. He probably will get at least a chance to prove himself as opposed to he's really just a special teams guy or anything like that. I think he's got a chance to uh, carve out a role within the next two seasons. So, um, I, don't, I, I like the pick there. It's good value. Probably, you know, if you really like him or you see something in the preseason, he could go a bit earlier, but nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm intrigued by what's around him as though. Uh, for me, the, you know, in the landing spot at the, the Raiders, they needed some wide receivers. So they got rugs. And they got Tyra Williams, and they got Hunter Renfro there as well. And there's a bit of a bit of hype starting to build um, about this kind of dual receiver running back guy that they drafted as well, um, Bowden, Bowden, whatever his name is, Lynn Bowden Jr. I'm going to call him. Could be Bowden, could be Billy Bowden's brother. I'm not too sure. Another one of those cricket jokes for all of those NFL fans. Um, yeah, a bit of hype building about him kind of being kind of gadget guy. So whether he kind of pushes for for touches with. Uh, who uh, Brian Edwards just there, but uh, just something to kind of think about. And add. I think they listed him as a running back, though, didn't they? I've got him as wide receiver from the draft, running back on sleeper. So yeah, yeah, I think they drafted him. I think as a he's gonna. Back. Yeah, I think he's gonna yeah. be kind of a guy that he just moves around the formations, runs a lot of jet yeah. sweeps, maybe takes some slot shots and, and goes. Probably kind of shots. takes that Jalen Rashard role. Well, I think where he, where he used to catch Jaylen a lot Rashard of passes. Will still be Jalen Rashad, which is just craziness. Um, what I'm taking from this a little bit as well is there's a bit of a hit to Josh Jacobs, to be honest, um, with Lynn Bowden Jr. or Bowden Jr. Uh, being in there because he's going to be a bit more kind of versatile coming out of the backfield as opposed to Josh Jacobs, who they just didn't want to throw the ball to last year. So, mm. yeah, intriguing. Intriguing. Anything you want to say there or we'll move on to Poyter? Carry right, on. Moving on. Yeah, move on. Three eight. Play on. All right. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow that uh, sort of process of taking a stab. I'm not too high on the the tight ends here or the the still wide receivers on the board. So I'm gonna take a chance at upside in the um, New York Jets. Yes, I had my finger over it. <laughs> and draft. La Michael P Ryan. I mean, it's pretty tough to draft a guy that's name sounds like P mixed with urine, so... But... <laughs> I'm going to take him here. The family pedigree worry you at all? <laughs> oh, probably a little bit, but... I think, um... There's not much depth behind Le'Veon Bell, realistically, in the Giants, and... Giants? Jets. Crikey, don't what get about Frank Gore? come after you. Oh, yeah, well... I mean, he could die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> okay. he's, got, he's, he's going to New York now. There's a high high amount of cases of coronavirus, and they, apparently it affects the elderly worse. Like, you know. <laughs> Doesn't everyone's Shit. career go to die under Adam Gase? Yeah. Oh, look, if you were gasing in a crystal ball, you'd probably say you'd go there. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually taking this pick for... Um, it's more of a hold until Gase leaves, and then the next guy <laughs> comes through. Yeah, probably not wrong. But um, yeah, other again. than other than Bell and Lamichael P Ryan and Frankie Gore, um, who could yeah, as you said, just disintegrate any second. Uh, yeah, there's not much there, so I don't blame you. Anything else you want to add to this one, Petey? No. Don't just let's just not hope for another Samaje, eh? Yeah. I mean, they both have weird names, Samaje and Lamichael. But uh, anyway, who are we on? We're on me. Oh crikey! You. All right. Um, yeah, right, okay So this is another kind of spot where I think um, A wide receiver was needed um, To kind of build up a team that's that's really struggling um, And that's the Washington Redskins I'm going with Antonio Gandy-Golden um, Kind of a spot where they needed a, a kind of Wide receiver to come in and compete um, So outside of kind of Terry McLaurin uh, Late shot maybe on Kelvin Harmon um, I don't love what's in the wide receiver room at uh, Washington, so I'm just going to take a shot here yeah. on a guy who might be able to come in and, and have a look. It's interesting, Moz. You've taken the only two... Oh, yeah. Let me just double-check. 
the only two hyphenated last name players in this draft. So is that a big thing on your um, analysis? Look, what I do about, love a hyphen. Yeah. What about Donovan uh, people's if there, was a tight end with a, if there was a tight end well, with a hyphen, I'd be all over he's, <laughs> he's still available for most to pick up. I reckon he could be his next pick. Who was the other one? Oh, Clover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, we saw a, a few things here and there from, uh, I think it was one of the Sims boys, uh, Corbin or... Nah, sorry. Stephen nor Camp, another NRL joke for all of those Australian viewers. Um, <laughs> outside that, though, we didn't I see watched it with my see. ears. I don't get it. <laughs> because you said, you said viewers. Yeah, look, whatever. Uh, and then Trey Quinn didn't really hit as well as I thought he would, so maybe he could be in there and, and give it a crack for the old uh, Washington Redskins. But as I said, this is where I'm starting to take shots on guys where I think there might be a little bit of upside. Um, and I think, yeah, if he cracks into that, that kind of top three wide receivers, then he might have a crack. So if I can say crack anymore, then I'll try. Crack and good. Fourth round wide receiver as well, so they spent a bit of capital on him. So why not? Mm. Get out, Mike. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, fair enough. Viewers. I'm going to continue along the wide receiver picks. This pick's just a player I kind of like, but um, it's probably not going to really do anything for me this year. Um, Tyler Johnson um, into Tampa Bay. Uh, I kind of like him to fill that third wide receiver spot and um, not really sure what Mike Evans' contract's like, to be honest, but if it's coming up towards the end, um, sort of looking to step in as the next guy, but I, I think you're probably going to have to wait or be patient with this guy. He's, he's not going to come out and produce right out of the gate with the way that they want to play at the moment, which is... contracted until 2024. Brady... So oh, jeez, okay. That's much longer than I thought. Um, yeah. Still, I still think he's going to probably come in as that third receiver in the team, um, and that's what I'm hoping for in a in a pretty good team. I just don't think that Brady's going to want a, a rookie to rely on early, so it, he'd have to really prove himself to be anything this year. But I just like the team, so, yeah. Yeah, so in saying that, though, like, it's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then just Darth Rose, so, look, it's not, not the, the worst kind of pick. So, yeah, look, maybe, like, a Scotty Miller. They seem to have a bit of hype about him last year, but you know, yeah. he did nothing, and then you've got the, the tight ends in there as well, so... There's three of them that are pretty usable. Howard, Gronk, and Brady. So. But yeah, I see what you're saying. But yeah, that's uh, Mike Evans' contract. Sitch. Very interesting. Long way to go. But yeah, why not? High upside in a, a team that likes to throw the ball deep. So Unless Brady's there and doesn't. So we'll see what happens there. But maybe next year. Uh, who are we up to? Dino. Shoot. Hey. Yeah, these are real dart. We're getting to real dart through territory now. This could be a tight end here for Dino. Oh, hang on. Oh, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think I might go with um, one of the high, or one of the wide receivers I've got my eye on who's landed in a reasonably decent situation. And that's um, Isaiah Coulter with the Texans. Christ, um, where the hell is he on here? There he is. Yep. Um, so, oh, yeah. pick yeah. of the Texans. Um, not a lot of depth in front of him. I mean, you've got you've got Fuller and Cooks there are both very injury prone, um, so potentially could start half the season on on reserves or on the bench. Um, but then when he gets, he might probably get his shot sort of halfway through once there's an injury to one of those two. Um, quite versatile. I like that there's a, a an expectation of <laughs> of an injury there. <laughs> yeah, just being realistic. Let's go by on recent trends um but can play on both both on the outside um and in the slot so versatile there and they don't have a lot of depth so um potentially gets his shot there it's so yeah it's a bit of a dart throw but um yeah. the situation's pretty good in the talent mate there, i don't so. mind it yeah good pick good pick indeed i like it not bad from you anything to add anyone i like it Pointer, you're up Nah, carry on. Yep. Oh, I'm up. Oh. Didn't take much. <laughs> Maybe they get him a bit later. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, we knew exactly who we were talking about there. Was it Albert Aquabinum? No, it's not. Like, Albert O. 
Look. You're going to have to say something, Pete. Fast game's a quick game. Oh, it's a podcast. I'm going to take... Uh, Yeah, so Raymond Calais, <laughs> running back out of Tampa Bay. Just going with the yeah. running backs. Just going to look for him there. There we go. 377, he's in. Yeah, I've mm. yeah, got you, mate. Yeah, look, um, if, if I had to say it easy, I'd say um, he was selected in the seventh round by the Buccaneers. Uh, could slot into both change of pace and returner roles during his rookie season. Um, Bruce Arian says he's a joystick. He's one of those guys that runs a 4.33. It's amazing. This is exactly what it says on Sleeper. How, how are you doing this? <laughs> He's a running back, receiver, kick returner. That's one of those guys you just love to play with. I think he will both, along with third-round pick Keyshawn Vaughn, are those guys that are going to find a role in our ball club. Yeah, right. Sounds like something you've, uh, you've prepared earlier. Oh, yeah. I found I like a good source to... <laughs> <laughs> Good 85 kilos, this kid. Yeah. Nice and nice and light. Shifty. Not much to him. Um, I don't have much to say about Raymond Calais. Does anybody else? Are you worried that uh, Daria Gumbawale has a similar kind of profile and maybe he's just a special teams kid or something? I mean, the play, if he's just... I mean, I'm taking a shot here that that could be the case, like Chris, but I think players that can make a name for themselves with this kind of mould like a, if you return a kickoff in your rookie season that's what Antonio Brown did and made a name out of him um, it's an easy way for the coaches to remember your name and get a name out there so that explosiveness if you have it teams will find a way to use it a bit more than if you just don't have it I think yeah nuts. No, return yardage and return touchdowns is a pretty good indicator of good performance so yeah good point I mean, like, say, for example, we're not, we're not expecting him to get on the field and compete with Rojo and Vaughan, but uh, if he has... It shows a lot of work in that return game and can win the return of role, show a bit of explosion and, I don't know, make it difficult for defenders, the team's going to be thinking, wait, we need to get this guy the ball. Like, a Tyreek Hill type of player, he, was, he came out and flashed in the kick return game and all of a sudden the Chiefs are like, we have something here. We just have to find a way to use it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, we're into the fourth here, finally. Uh, fourth round. Uh, this 12-team rookie mock draft. Um, this is where I'm looking to add some depth um, and, and have a look at, at guys who... We're going to we're gonna speed it up, this one? Yeah. I'm, we, just a sneaky analysis from each pick. We don't need to go to every single person here, but... Uh, yeah, so my, my thoughts behind this one were, um, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles needed some wide receiver help. Um, they got it in oh. that uh, that dude, uh, Jalen Rager, in that kind of early stages of the draft, adding a bit of depth here with John Hightower uh, as my pick with the 4-1. Because um, he's got a bit of speed there, so I, I think, you know, mm. that's why I'm going there. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Just kind yeah, of nice like pick. a high upside shot in a team that needed wide well. receiver depth. So that's where I'm going there. Moving to you, you you is almost called you Benno again, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I'm in a similar kind of thing. Just don't oh, really he's have a... his pants. He's mooning us. Yeah, don't really have a third option in Chicago as a wide receiver. So I'm hoping that Darnell Mooney can make a little bit of a contribution in his first year and maybe make his way into the team's like up the team's step chart and as years go on. Yeah, I don't mind it. Just need a bit of passer. Maybe Nick Foles is the answer. Hmm. Maybe. All right. I like it. Dino, roll through it here. Yeah. Ah, first tight end. A a flyer on uh, Troutman. Oof. Adam Troutman, tight end for New Orleans. Um, good pass catcher um, out of college. Um, be buried under the, under the depth chart behind... I can't think of who it is. John, um, Cook. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Um, 48-year-old Jared Cook. But I think he's out of contract at the end of this season, so potentially gets his opportunity next season. Out of um, years, I think you were meant to say that. Sorry? I think you were meant to say out of years. <laughs> Ancient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty old. Um, but yeah, potentially gets his opportunity maybe late in the season or uh, next year once um, Cook's gone. Yeah, like the talent. Yeah, it's not a not a bad upside shot there. 
I don't mind it. Um, fourth round, tight end, I guess. Where were you silent? Yeah, why are we silent? Anyways, let's just uh, carry on and we'll go to Poyter. Yeah, all right. It's a bit cold there before, so I'm going to take Cole Commit. Oh, I can pick it. Yeah. Yeah, I pick Cole Commit here. Um, similar with Dino, you want to get a bit of a... I mean, in the fourth round, I'm pretty happy to take a throw at a tight end here. You're going to need him in the league, but um, there's not much competition in front of him in Chicago, especially long-term. Like, uh, Jimmy Graham is probably going to be the the first name on the field there at the tight end position with... What's his name? Uh, not Shane, um Jimmy Graham? No, I said Jimmy Graham. The other guy. Shaheen. Shaheen. Yeah, Shaheen. Yeah, Shaheen. Um, okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's all right. I'm still talking to you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I think, like, in terms of... Most tight ends are going to sit out the rookie their rookie season, especially the ones that were drafted in this draft. So he's got a guy there that's probably not going to be there long after that. So it should give him an opportunity to to learn, get up to game speed, um, build a bit of size or whatever he needs to get through, and might be looking good in twenty twenty one. The fourth round pick. I mean, you have to take that invest that shot that you're investing in the guy for the future. So it's hard in that way that. You said before you was like you've got to hold him for a year and see where he goes. You can't just you're not going to find out straight away. Yeah, that's the thing with tight ends, isn't it? But I think if you're going to draft any tight end, you've got to know that. Yeah. You've paid up, and you can't if he if he has one good game late in the season, you can't be like, oh, I'll pick him up on waivers next year. It's he just won't be there. I feel you. All right, team was over to me. Um, I'm going to take a shot on a guy. Named uh, Quintez Cephas. Yeah, um, just because, once again, depth at wide receiver in uh, Detroit isn't super. Um, so I'm going to take a shot. I hope so I kind of play. Away we go. Uh, anything to say there? No, cool. Okay, Ewers. <laughs> I'm going to continue the uh, butt theme of my fourth round and I'm going to take Devin RC RC from uh, New England. <laughs> No fair analysis, enough. I just like butts. Yep, yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Dino. <laughs> Dino. Um, I'm going to go with Dalton Keane. The tight end for New England. Yeah, look, we, um, had, him, we had him as your first tight end off your board. But, uh, I thought you were a bit like keen a there, Moz. Um, than who? Than uh, Assisi. Uh, I think Arcee, it's Arcee, Arcee. Arcee, Arcee. Arcee, Arcee. Arcee, Arcee. 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 Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. Fair enough. Pointer. Rolling through on me. Mm, I was trying to look for a, a bum player name to steal from you. <laughs> uh, Albert Ogweg. Bum num. <laughs> Close. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a long way to go. Oh, there's actually another Jonathan Taylor. It's oh, always smart to um, oh, grab a player with the same JJ name Taylor. and yeah. try, and, oh, try yeah. and trick people. Gotcha. A great one was a Kansas City running back. Um, was he oh, Darrell Williams? Yeah. Oh, Darrell Williams. You always yeah. get an offer from Greg with Darrell Williams, and yeah, I think, it's "Whoa, Damien Williams. this looks pretty good with Damien." Williams. <laughs> oh, it's Darrell. Oh, damn, <laughs> got my hopes up. All right, um, I think I can wait to my next oh it'll be my last pick wouldn't it to get this other guy so look we're not really competing but alright I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on pedigree and uh or oh, I probably could be one of you Thaddy Ass Moss yeah that's what I'm gonna take you bastard oh Thad Moss I mean it, it does it does um am I locking me. that in by the way yeah lock yeah. it in yep. it does scare me that he was undrafted right um and that is I think Perhaps either he was too raw at this stage and maybe if he's given a bit of time, but he can live up to it. But he had a great, uh, you know, college championship game and played well in that stretch for LSU. But I think there's something about why why he wasn't, why no one else took a chance at him in the seventh round or he just wasn't worth that. So it's very interesting to see what will happen there. But I mean... 
if you're going to take a shot on something, you may as well take a shot on someone whose father's like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, look, what's in front of him? Who's the tight end at Washington at the moment? Logan no Thomas. But he's a quarterback. Uh, Did they move there? Tight end, probably. Or Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle and Richard Rogers are the guys in front of him. Um, and I think Logan Thomas picked Thomas. up an injury just before the combine. And I think that's why he went undrafted. Off memory. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, he couldn't um, test. to have a, the, ch- the chance to um, um, like give him a physical sort of thing. Oh, let's get physical. All right. Um, last pick for me. This is exciting. I'm going to take is. just a real, real deep shot. Real deep shot on a guy I've heard a couple of things about. Uh, Jeff Thomas. Never heard of her? Never heard of her. New England wide receiver. Is he uh, white? He must be white. Cannot confirm or deny that speculation. Whoa, whoa, five foot nine, a hundred and seventy pound. Yeah, they like him as a, a gadget guy. So mm. I'm gonna take him. Yeah, right. Is he a gadget guy like Julian Edelman, white wide receiver or No, he's darker Braxton than Braxton Barrios. Nothing quite. He's darker than white. <laughs> oh. Alright, that's me done for the, the draft. Thank you very much, Benno. Oh Christ, I'm Ron Burgundy. Got him. Uh, I'm actually going to take oh, the shit. highest player on the uh, board left, and that's actually Justin Herbert. The quarterback, Justin um, Herbert, yep. Yeah, I think that in a 12-team league, getting the third quarterback off the board, who was a top-six pick, um, is pretty pretty handy. Like if the kind of The quarterbacks are devalued, but um, if you get a quarterback and they turn out to be good, you're just like... You've got Mahomes, Mons. Like you just start him every week. You don't have to think about it. It's great, and it's good for your team, Fantastic. and you score well. So, it's there's no harm in having a good young quarterback in dynasty. So, I agree. Yep. All right, Dino. Last one. Um, I'm going to take Jacob Eason just for pretty much exactly the reasons that you was just um, spilt out. Um, I like him for he's going to have to sit for a year um, behind Rivers but um, potentially high upside there if he takes over starts and takes over that role sort of next year maybe the year after um, but certainly high potential there so fair enough and then close us out Poiter alright it's a tough one here a few guys I'm sort of Mr. Irrelevant yeah um, look I can't do, wait to make this pick this year I do like Jordan Love here and I think he'd sort of be yeah but I, I do also love Jalen Hurts I, I think in, in a single Hertz. in a single uh, QB format Hurts probably isn't worth rostering um, just because backups yeah. aren't he, I mean in, in Superflex he's a, one of those players that if something happens he's going to his value would skyrocket if Wentz went hurt, got hurt because he's a dual threat quarterback that's going to score fantasy points. So I really I wouldn't be leaving him off the board in a super flex, but I think here the Packers have made a decision to get Jordan Love, and I don't think it's going to rub well with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I'll throw him off. Oh, I mean, you've done it now, but I was going to pick Colin Johnson, so don't worry. All right, I can manually change that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was just picked a name. Remove player. No, don't give me Conor Johnson. Manually set player. Is there anyone in here that says dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Love. Done. Yeah, I um, think those three yeah. guys have to get drafted, so I'm glad I started that run. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, what do we say here? Undrafted, not much doing. Um, do we roll back this order and, and get into this mailbag or...? Sure. People can just figure it out themselves. We'll just post it on our socials. How about that? Yeah, maybe we'll just post it on our socials. That's a bloody good idea from you. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> More um, than just good looks. Any mailbag. Any mailbag. Yeah, I'll roll I through my questions drafts, first. Um, yep, go for it. So, first of all, how many first-round picks is too many first-round picks? Um, it's not just a stab at Dino here. Um we're actually in a league, myself and uh, Chris Morris here, and 
had a guy who just decided that he didn't like his team anymore and so he just sold everything and so now he has every single first round pick next year um pretty close to I just wanted it? to yeah talk about that kind of strategy and and what what you guys think of that it's actually two leagues for me I've also Anzac Battlers who we're going to break down in a couple of weeks has also got uh, one guy with nine first round picks next year Jesus. Uh, so yeah it's rather intriguing Jesus. um Judge in this one has six first-round picks, so he's pretty much getting there. Um, and then a couple the, the year after as well. So it's uh, two, three, four, five, yeah, six in this one. So and then four the year after. Uh, can you have too many first-round picks? Okay, seeing as I'm the odd man out, I'll start with it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. you can. I would say, uh, to be honest with you, I think the number is probably sitting around how many picks you have in that draft. I don't think you want to be... I don't think you rebuild a team in just a rookie draft. It just doesn't work. Like, you're not going to be any... It just doesn't, on its own, if you had 10 first-round picks, you're going to get 10 players, but you can't start all 10 of them, and all 10 of them aren't going to be any good that first year, so then you're going to have... It just doesn't fit... Like, you're going to get... It doesn't fit the needs your team has. You have to have some balance, and I think that veteran presence and um, players, you need to have that the prime players. They don't just every guy you draft isn't just weighted and how many of these guys that become stars in um, fantasy aren't always necessarily first round rookie picks they're not um, to that that flavour at the time so I think you want to have at least you don't want to be going into any draft with more picks than you should have had like how are you going to slide them all into your roster if you only have four spots on the taxi or you have these four picks you have but now you got 20 picks you can't yeah. put 20 picks in a roster like 10 picks you can't fit 10 picks in a roster like it doesn't really work and um, well, unless you're planning on selling the picks to buy but once you have own all the asset everyone knows well you own them all like it's not worth as much to like you probably delimit like people only want your high picks so like I don't want you pick 7 or pick 8 and pick 9 like they're all yours like I think um, I'm going to say I think the number probably sits pretty close to what Dean has and I say with four, I wouldn't want any more than four. All right, I'll have a crack here. Um, I think with it's obviously going to depend on the the draft um, and the class itself. With this one, I don't think it's heaps heaps important to have those kind of early picks, unless you are severely running back needy. If you've got you know one two three here, you're going to get three pretty good running backs. Um, but if you're going after wide receiver you can pick up some pretty decent stuff in that second round. So if you've got four first-round picks, you know, and you're paying so much to get them, you're probably paying overs in terms of what you could get in that second round is still pretty valuable. Um, so say, you you know, you're paying for... You've got... Let's just go with the latest trade that went through. You've got David Montgomery, um, and someone's come after you with the 106 as an example. Um, you know, do you just kind of take your shot with your second round pick and keep David Montgomery or do you really trade up to go and get a wide receiver when there's you know when you've got three other shots already in the first round that you can take on a wide receiver and then keep your second and then you get to keep David Montgomery as well so look I think the value in the second round this year kind of outweighs what you'd need to pay to go up and get that fourth first round pick if you've got three or you know your third if you've got two and you know, if you if you also have that second round pick as well, I think you can get some decent value there. So I think the number that you're probably looking at is, is around look this year probably yeah two or three first round picks is pretty solid. So I don't think you need to go breaking the bank to get in there though if you've got already a couple. So that's my opinion. I mean, I guess that's a different thing. Like selling out four picks is different to having made the moves earlier. And yeah, so this, this guy went crazy and sold like Kamara and Michael Thomas and bloody everything. Yeah. He traded. We well, traded Michael Thomas for Diggs in at first, and then just traded Diggs away immediately after to me. So it was, it was wild. As well. And then he got he got a first round pick for like Cortland Sutton. He got three first round picks for the three consecutive years for Raheem Mostert, Cortland Sutton, and David Montgomery. So he's just kind of just selling out for absolutely everything. Um, so I wouldn't go selling house just to go and get one of these first round picks. But um, it's not something you want to see in a league you're playing. I think. No, it does uh, kind of ruin it a little bit because selling out your whole team for future picks has mean like this guy's now 
essentially a buy. No, a buy for three yeah, years. Doesn't, yeah, three at the moment years. he doesn't have enough starters. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's it's kind of made a couple of teams kind of stacked because, you know, it's a 10-team league and they've just gone, yeah. well, I've got a first-round pick, I'll sell it. Like, I just did it. As soon as he said, I want your first-round pick, I said, give me Arvin Kamara, and we worked around it. Um, and all I gave up was my 2021 first, a couple of thirds, Tarek Cowan and Singlets, but I'd rather Kamara. So, thanks for coming. But, um, yeah. Wait, what you got Kamara for Singlets, a first, two thirds, and Cowan? Yep. Nothing else back? No. In a rebuild yeah, league. Stealing. Hey? I said that's stealing. He stole from me, or I stole from him? No, you stole from him. Yeah. Go on, break it down. No, I don't think it's as a unique. I think it's like you know, you you probably paid what a price for Kamara. It's probably a little bit. You didn't get it. You didn't get a bargain. Light. I wouldn't say. No, it's not a bargain. But in saying that, I just kind of threw in Cohen at the end of it because I needed to cut someone. So. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> there was that many of the trades that were stupid, and some of them he probably. Oh, they weren't stupid, won. but the fact it's that he just made so the fact many. that he made so many within sort of yeah. half an hour of each other was just. Madness it was crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And he sold, like, it wasn't small pieces. It's, you know, he sold, uh, who did he sell in this? Kamara. He sold Gurley. He sold Connor, Michael Thomas. He sold Thomas. I don't understand why he did it, to be honest, because his team was actually pretty good. Uh, he sold Stefan Diggs when he got him. Yeah, it was just a strange move. I think he just wanted to shake the league up a bit because he was bored. But um, <laughs> this other one that I'm in, the guy was in a shocking spot. Um, in the Anzac Battlers, I wouldn't say a shocking spot, but he he had pieces he could cash in on, and he just he just went and did it. Um, nothing like stellar, but enough to get you know because it's a super flex league as well. He could sell some quarterbacks and get some value. So um, yeah. Anyways, back to the original question. I think yeah, you know, a couple. But this one, and you can still get some value in that second round. So I wouldn't be stressing too hard if I miss out on you know 106, 107, 108, and I've got say 202, 203. I'd be happy there. Yeah, my perspective, yeah. trading away some of the capital that I'd built up was just if you've gained extra first and second, it's kind of just easier to lose them because you're like, oh, well, I've still got another one. So mm. that's why I decided to sort of go and try and get a stud um, and went for Kittle. to He's going to help my team right now, bringing in four rookies. I'm only going to be able to start maybe one of them. Um and I've already got a lot of young players on my team, so it, it just makes made more sense for me to get a bit of experience in there. Do you know how you feeling there, mate? Oh, pretty good. My four first round picks. So, yeah, yep, good chat. Just wait for the draft. <laughs> yeah, now the draft's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, this social isolation thing seems to be starting to take a bit, bit of a back step. Oh, yeah. So. We'll be able to get this rookie draft done live, which is what we want, because, yeah, have a knock a few beers down and talk a bit of smack, and hopefully someone comes to me when I'm picking it round three and gives me five for fourth-round picks again. <laughs> it was well, that was five. me last year, wasn't it? No, it was Strachan. Oh, no, I, so, I traded my picks to Straz, and then Straz traded it to Sure, it was hilarious. I don't even remember what I did with them. I got Terry McLaurin from one, so can't complain. You traded to me, I think, Pete. And I traded you a pick next year. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It was a, I traded for a fourth for yours, but a third the year after. Yeah. I think. All right. Well, that'll do us. That's uh, that's pretty well, pretty decent what, stuff there, I reckon. I just want to bring one last thing up, Moz. Uh, congratulations yeah. on your your listener question on the the vault. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, podcast. Were you listening to that? that was <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. Um, that we're just like I just listen along and said, "Oh, we got a last question here from Chris Morris." I'm like, "Oh, Grano!" <laughs> Holy shit, I know that guy. Yeah, look, just trying to get our brand out there, to be honest, because yeah. um, you know we need a few more listeners. So tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, and tell your grandparents, and I'm sure they're right into podcasting. Um, yeah, just trying to get the broaden the horizons, you know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that. Actually, or are you having a dig? Um, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, just thought I'd get some exposure. If we can get on to something else, then, yeah, let's let's lock it in. Try and get this money back that we're paying for cars. I mean, um, we do this out of the generosity of our, our hearts. Yeah, yeah we might have to, <laughs> If we go well, we might start a Patreon, you know? Yeah, paper tree on. Paper view. I like it. All right, anything else we want to add here, boys, or are we good to go? 
Thanks, Dino. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming thanks on, Dino. Boys. Um, we've we've gained a fair bit of insight into who you like, and now we're going to just steal them all from you. Good job. I don't think any Good of us job. picked we before. Look forward to the draft. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Um, we'll lock it down and we'll get it in. Well, and certainly, you won't be stealing anything from me, Moss. Look, if you want to win a league, I've got a few players that can do that for you. But anyway. <laughs> Alrighty, that's done. We'll see you next time. We'll do the Anzac Battlers trades. We'll get a guest on again from, from that league and smash them all out. Do a bit of analysis. We'll go from there, eh? Sounds good? Yeah, sounds good to me, mate. Alrighty, boys. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Catch boys. Catch us later. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.